Okay, starts off really well. I'll give her that. It starts off really well. It's a banger. <laughs> Fucking banger. Hey, I'm Sarah. I'm Chloe. Welcome to Feminist Killjoys, Why That Song Sucks. <laughs> and we'll, we'll preface this with a lot of asterisks. Um, if you don't know that song, that's Raspberry Swirl by Tori Amos. We love Tori Amos. We Tori. fucking love this song. We played this at our wedding. <laughs> yes, we love the song. We both have Tori Amos tattoos. Yep, we've we made... met her. Yes, we've met her two times. And she's seen the tattoos. Yes, the first time I basically was unable to talk and she had to comfort me and tell me I was doing okay and she patted me on the shoulder and I nearly passed out. Yeah, you also need to sit closer to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached that part of the podcast recording. I'm like, come close to the microphone. Anyway, yeah, we, we met her when I flew out from Calgary to see her with you. And then when I moved to Vancouver, we've seen her three times since. I think so. We've met, yeah, three times. We met her two, twice. Yeah. So she's like clearly, Seamus agrees, clearly big fans, huge fans, been fans for most of my life. Um, and I again fucking love Raspberry Swirl, and I'm not gonna really shit on the lyrics of the song too much. My big issue is what what Tori has said about the song. I refer to this as the biggest fucking no homo of a pop song reference I have ever heard in my life. Do you have the quotes? It's truly incredible, and I mean we need to also preface this by saying that she's this- not homophobic. Oh well, absolutely not. I mean anybody who tries to call Tori as homophobic is ridiculous and incorrect uh she's written a lot of songs which are about her support of gay gay people and uh she's very outspoken about it basically like 70 percent of her fans are like queers of some sort i would say most um, of the fans I've met via the internet have been queers of some sort. <laughs> and I married one of them. And then, like, some straight ladies, too. But, Couple like, straight ladies. Yeah. Who are dear to us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll, do, I'll start with the first quote. That and this we, is from Yes Said? Yes Said.com, which has been around since the beginning of time. Thank you, Yes Said. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so the quote is, okay, now I don't do hair pie. Okay. Okay, fuck. Okay, can we talk about <laughs> we that? We need to discuss that first line. How can you, how, 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 why would you describe a vagina a vag- <laughs> or a vulva in that way? Why would, why? That is the most disgusting way you could possibly describe <laughs> it. Fucking it horrifying. Is so. It makes me it's not cr- want to eat pussy, and I love eating pussy. So. It's, like, it's like the cringiest, it's the cringiest, grossest, like, obviously, like, she's not out of touch, but it comes across as, like, the most out of touch wine mom thing you could have possibly have said. <laughs> and then she goes on to say, oh, God, I hope my dad doesn't watch this. He can't deal with this stuff, but I tell him he should, because one of these days, one of the nieces or nephew are going to come out. But and she I- said that on, on Storytellers. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my husband and I are quote-unquote married but my friend beanie is we are married now she has had some real bad relationships there's this one if i ever see him i'm gonna kick his ass and well i'm gonna kick his ass right now this is for beanie and then she performed raspberry swirl and yes this was on vh vh1 storytellers october 24th 1998 oh they cut out the hair pie i think from storytellers uh, well then no that's where she that's where she gave this quote Okay, so I'm saying because I actually have the recording of Storytellers and definitely didn't say that. Oh, they must have then. There must have been two takes. <laughs> so it's really... I feel like saying hair pie on VH1 wouldn't have flown with a lot of people. Well, well it's really sad, actually, because her best friend Beanie had ALS and just died last year. Yeah. And, I mean, 
if you're in the Tory fandom, everyone has heard a shit ton about Beanie, so... Yeah, Beanie was on another cool podcast, uh, Drive All Night, the song of Tori Amos, and she was just delightful and so enthusiastic to talk to fans. Um, thank you, Hamus, and shared some really, <laughs> really nice stories and some really nice history about her time with Tori. Um, so yeah, I feel... I mean, it's a weird love song, but it's a love song of sorts. Yeah. The cat uh, is just, like, very vocal in his appreciation of Raspberry Swirl. She also says in another quote that she feels like she sometimes be- becomes the male figure for her girlfriends. Uh, I hate it when straight women say girlfriends to yeah. mean their platonic female friends. Every time a straight lady says girlfriend, you owe a, a real gay $50. <laughs> At this point, I should be a millionaire. <laughs> And uh, she also says if she had a different sensibility, then, you know, I think I could, you know, really fulfill someone down there where a lot of men in their lives don't. And eating pussy is a metaphor, too. It's about crawling in there, being with their juices, really being with them. Oh, my Lord, Tori. Tori Amos, we love you, but merciful gosh. I mean, this is kind of why we love her, because she just spent, like, 20 years saying the most bad shit stuff and then she, writing yeah. this amazing music. Yeah, she was, like, just out of her mind for quite a while. I mean, <laughs> if you watch, the, is it the behind the... No, not the, it's the EPK for Boys for Pele. And, uh... <laughs> please look that up on YouTube, because that is absolutely amazing. It's... A video where they were shooting um, just like behind the scenes of recording and a bit of her thought process, which I don't think you could even call it a process. It's more of like a, it's a star map of whatever, because like there's no mm-hmm. rhyme or reason to it. And then the best part of it is her just screeching the background vocals for God likes knees in a church. In a church, well, looking a little unhinged. I'm pretty sure that she was on some level of drugs for most of that video, oh, but that's okay. Yes. We should mention, too, that uh, the quotes, the other two quotes that I gave were, one was from the Choir Girl Hotel Electronic Press Kit video, and the other was from an Alternative Press article in July 1998. Okay, so... so just like, to be quoting yeah. our sources here. Yeah. Um, so this was all in uh, 1998, I believe, when that album yep. came out, so that makes sense. Um and yeah, all of it is just a uh, very no homo, but extremely well intentioned and yeah. very hilarious. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is, and I remember just the the complete and utter shock from a lot of us that she put out a dance song. Like you got to understand that Tori is known as the girl on the piano. Girl on the piano. I will say though that Professional Widow has been remixed to death. Yes. We even heard it at the Queers and Beers last year. Gotta be bag. Gotta be bag. Gotta be bag. <laughs> also slaps. Anyway. So yeah, I mean, that was, <laughs> From the Choir Girl Hotel was her venture into electronica after she released an extremely weird Baroque album called Voice for Pele, which yeah. like had a lot of harpsichord on it. A lot of harpsichord um, and sweeping bridges and... Yeah. So I think all of her fans were a little bit like, what is this? But um, it's... I think Choir Girl is one of my favorites. Oh, it's definitely one of mine. And I, I, I can't even think about how many times I freaking listen to Ra- Raspberry Swirl. Oh, I, I, this is always on one of my like top playlists on Spotify. I love it so much. We definitely boogied to it at the uh, first concert we went to together. Oh, yes, the Doll Posse. Yeah, Doll Posse tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I love Tori. Did you know Tori was a minister's daughter? Had no idea. I don't think she's ever mentioned that. Never. I think it's a very hidden fact <laughs> that no one knows, but her dad was a minister, mm-hmm. and she's a minister's daughter. So, 
<laughs> the, the true Tory fans will find that funny. <laughs> so the song starts out, hey, 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 let's go. I'm not your senorita. I'm not from your tribe. In the garden, in the garden, I did no crime. Right off the bat, she's right in there with the Garden of Eden stuff. Mm-hmm. Just all up in Eve's business. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's quite feminist. I mean, she's like, fuck you, I'm not your senorita. Yeah. And, you know, I am... You don't know me, basically. You don't know my life. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not your senior. I'm not from your tribe in the garden. I did no crime. It's just like I'm not from your your world. Fuck you. You know what? You're blaming women for all this shit from get go. Like get the fuck away from me. Uh, and then it's I'm not your senorita. I'm not from your tribe. If you want inside her, well, boy, you better make her raspberry swirl. I'm gonna issue a formal apology to my parents for having to listen to this on car trips for fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have to tell this hilarious story but yeah, conversation. Yeah, your mom loves this song, My mother she? fucking loves this song. And after many years of me listening to this, and I think after I came out, I was talking about it with her. She's like, oh, I love that song. It's, so, it's such a good song. And I was like, Mona, you know what it's about though, right? Well, it's, yeah, yeah, I do. And I was like, well, what's it about? Well, you know, it's about orgies. <laughs> so, okay, Close. Well, I, was like, I, was, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's about lesbian sex. Well, lesbians can have orgies, can't they? <laughs> I was just like, merciful fuck. All right. If I had that conversation with my mother, well, first of all, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't but happen. if I did, I would absolutely just, like, spontaneously explode and, like, combust. I mean, yeah. And your mom from is... embarrassment. It would be so horrible. I can't even think about it. Your mom is not quite as chill with that kind of stuff as mine is. Your mom is very chill, but not quite as chill as, mm-hmm. as my mom. No, it was just, no, we don't talk about sex. It's not a thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, you nope. were immaculately conceived. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And we're just roommates. Yeah. I mean, she actually knows that we're not just roommates. No, don't worry. She went to the wedding. She's don't, very much aware. Don't worry. Uh, so, yes, if you want to side her, well, boy, you better make her raspberry swirl. And then she says, the animus in me is raspberry swirl. I'm in love with my women friends. I just don't eat pussy. But I'm in love with them. You can just say platonic love. You can just say, I love my friends platonically. You don't need to bring pussy eating into it, I don't think. I think that might be a bit too much. She's kind of obsessed with mentioning that she doesn't eat yeah, pussy or hair pie or whatever. Why would you... <laughs> don't just never say that in my presence i'll smack you <laughs> but i mean like you could definitely just say platonic love and i think the more like it's almost like it's a bit of, it is no homo thing and a part of me is just like the more she keeps saying like i don't do i'm not into pussy i'm not into it like maybe she kind of is <laughs> i don't maybe, maybe there's curiosity I don't know. I don't know. Curiosity, maybe, but I, I kind of doubt it. I think we no, all wish we could claim Torimus for the team. But oh, dear God, yeah. I don't think that's a thing. Anyway, so the whole point of, of her saying it's the animus and it's it's this, um, she's you know telling men clearly um, that if they want to sexually satisfy a woman, pay attention. But also, like, if you want inside her, if you want to be a part of her world and get inside of her in her heart, like you you can't just be good in bed. You have to be. A good person and engage with all parts of her not just her vagina <laughs> yeah <laughs> like be attuned to her needs yeah. basically basically yes and that's and that's how many dudes could find the clitoris not many <laughs> how do you make them find the g-spot that i'm sure it exists anyway and we realize that we're having this conversation and coming from like a very like very queer a, very queer but also very like cisgender perspective but that's the way the song was written, so that's what yeah. we're going with here. We're not going to put an asterisk on everything, because no. that will be just the entire episode. Um, yeah, and then this is a love song for Beanie, and she says, you know, this, this. I think she said in an interview years ago, maybe one of the ones you've even quoted, that, you know, this was a love song to Beanie because she couldn't stand the boyfriends Beanie had. <laughs> <laughs> just like, look, I'm just going to sing this at you about vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it though. I, I mean, she does say in the in one of the quotes that yeah. her friends love when they sing this when she sings this to them. Oh so, yeah. You know, I'm sure they just have like a cheeky little giggle over it. Oh, probably. Um, uh, yeah, things are getting desperate when all the boys can't be men. Everybody knows I'm her friend. Everybody knows I'm her man. So that's very <laughs> that's very protective and that's very much like everybody knows. If you if you're with her, you gotta fucking like pass my tests. <laughs> if you fuck with her, I will come for you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which I mean is very nice like you know it's it's good to have friends like that who will go to bat for you and tell you to your face you have some terrible taste in men and I'm gonna write songs about it now (laughs) (laughs) we're completely failing at like really criticizing this song at all no like I said this is gonna be a good this actually is a good song like this the message here is quite positive it's like I'm gonna tell my friends they're idiots (laughs) (laughs) via a cool dance song (laughs) but still tell them in a very weird kind of way that I love them exactly and again, this is the thing. This is the part of the podcast I love because it's like it's like you can listen to it and be like, oh, it's a fucking like mindless dance song." Because it was the '90s. There was a lot of like vapid dance songs. Mm-hmm. But when you get down to the lyrics of this, like um, like verse two, "I'm not your senorita. I don't I don't aim so high." Like she's not trying to be as impressive as all these dudes are. She's just like herself, and her and Beanie have that relationship. Um, in my heart, I did no crime. I mean, <laughs> I always took the I I took the I am not your senorita. I don't aim so high aimed at the men oh okay i took it as her as like i don't have to i'm not trying to be on this like level that you're on like i can just exist and beanie loves me for me you're trying too hard you're not or you're not doing enough like i'm just baseline good i don't know i didn't take it that way because like oh, okay, when she cool. says the i am not your senorita i'm not from your tribe she's clearly talking to the same person in those two lines and the, that person but then verse two is uh my senior, i don't aim so high hmm. so that's what i'm saying like I'm not like I'm not your senorita. I don't aim so high. Like I'm not aiming to get you because like yeah. I guess I just figured that those two verses were directed at the same person, but maybe they're not. It could be. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, and then it goes back to the if you want inside her, well, well you better make her raspberries. I'm again. I'm so sorry to my parents with the constant pride parade of music. <laughs> it was going through my bedroom. Um, yeah, when I was it. Yeah, that's very. For a teenager who was not very horny, listen to a lot of horny music. <laughs> <laughs> I was very horny, but I also listened to a lot of horny music, so it's just like story checked out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Raspberry Swirl is on your like sexy times playlist at one point. <laughs> um, and yeah, anyway, so the outro is Raspberry Swirl. Uh, you want inside her world, and she swirls and she swirls. Let's go, Raspberry Swirl. I mean, there's not a whole lot to like pick apart here because like it's just a no. The lyrics are are um, you know they're pointed and um, feminist and fun. fierce and fun, but they're not particularly deep. No, and I and I think this is partially why a lot of fans even the casual fans kind of like brushed it off at first because we were so used to i'm not saying i did i fucking love the song from the get-go because i'm trash for a good dance number i think a lot of people were kind of like oh what is this dance number in the middle of uh what is it spark cruel black dove raspberry swirl jackie strength so you go from black dove raspberry swirl jackie strength it's this weird uppy dance number between two very dark very heavy songs mm-hmm. and i think it's coming you've gotten lost a little bit and I, can you imagine if you had never heard Tori before and this is what the first song you'd heard of hers on the radio or something, you'd just be like, oh, you know, who's this, like, yeah. little pop thing? Who's this Kylie Minogue wannabe? Yeah. Like, what is this? I don't know. Like, dark Kylie Minogue. <laughs> no, there's, not that there's anything wrong with that. I love no, Kylie No, I love Kylie. I'm but... saying, like, I'm just thinking who else was super big at that time who would have, like, a similar fan base, Kylie. 
Yeah, you probably wouldn't even really get a sense of the scope of Tori by listening to that song at all if that's what you'd first come no. into her with. So. I think it makes I think it makes sense that they didn't release it as a single until after Spark because mm-hmm. Spark was the one that like everybody like, all the fans were like screeching and like clutching their pearls. Oh my god, this is so amazing. Well it's a freaking good that's song. Like, yeah, it's a fucking great song. But then when they released the dance number it was just like uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and because all, go ahead. sorry, I was gonna say, and all the fans hold up. Well, most of the fans hold up. Choir Girl now is one of her best. Oh my god, yeah, I think it's it's flawless. It, to me, it's one of those like start to finish albums. Absolutely, Choir Choir Girl. I we actually had a list of this a while ago. Choir Girl is up there like within the top three for me with Fiona Apple's Mind the Pond, which I still know all the words to fully the mm-hmm. entire title. <laughs> I, I couldn't really, depending on my mood, it's like either from the Choir Girl Ho- Hotel, Boys for Pele, or Under the Pink, that is my yeah. favorite Tori Amos album, and it really just depends on my mood, because they're all so different and so wonderful. Anyway, if you haven't ever heard of Tori Amos, like, maybe, like, give those listens, give, give those albums a listen. Yeah, definitely get the first three, I think, the first four, probably. Yeah, first four. Yeah, first four. Yeah. Little Earthquakes is her first one that she released as, like, the girl in, in the piano. This, in, in this incarnation, she had, like, a pop album before that called with called Why Can't Tori Read? Um, and it's very good, too, but she really comes into her own on Under the Pink, I think. Yeah, definitely. And because this is a Tori Amos discussion, I feel like I'm very justified in asking this, and because she's been doing this forever, what is your favorite version of Raspberry Swirl? The album version. The album version or the single version on the... Because there's the album version and there's the, the remix. The remix, I use that term loosely for the single. Oh my god, I don't know if I knew there was a different version. Well, the video one. I just played it at the intro. That's different than the one on the album. Oh... We'll do a side by side. Oh, we did this on New Year's Eve when we were blasted, and you don't remember this. No, I wouldn't. Because it was like the end this. of the night. No, and like asleep on the couch. No. This is this is indicative of us as people. Chloe's like asleep on the couch, and I'm screeching at her about like the differences in tone of the two Raspberry Swirl versions. I maybe I'm just not very musically inclined to. No, the I decree. think it was it was New, it was definitely New Year's Eve. And we were definitely like okay, it's but three no, in the morning. in general, I have never noticed that those are different i don't think they're very drastically just different are they no it's just it's more so like a gritty overtone on the single version right um the, to me this the tone always kind of matched how the video looks a little grainy a little dark a little weird um but my personal favorite version actually is the one from storytellers with the, where she has the unfortunate quote from <laughs> and i don't know like there's something about it it's just like this song shouldn't work live with tori's background like this because she's not a dance dance performer yeah and, like, she has a full band, and, like, Matt Chamberlain is a fucking great drummer, but he's wailing away on, like, oil drums for this, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Don't get me wrong, I really like that that version, too, but the album... I like how you're like, asterisk, don't come at me. Like, <laughs> the Tory, the Tory fans are wild. No, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I don't disagree with you that it's amazing. It's been a while since I've listened to it, I could probably do it with a re-lesson. Well, we have enough. We're in quarantine, not quarantine. We're in like self isolation or self distancing, whatever the fuck it is for plague times. Yeah, I feel that we'd be remiss without mentioning that this is the first episode of this podcast we've done since basically everything shut down. So that's yeah. where we're at recording this episode. <laughs> we've basically been social distancing for six days, and it feels like sixty. Yeah, I thought um, we went up for dinner two months ago. It was last Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to acknowledge that we're extremely lucky in our situations. Yeah, we're, we're very lucky. We're just fine. We're just going to go a little... A little stir-crazy. a little stir-crazy. Well, I mean, like, we have the time. We have a full bottle of whiskey. We can probably just watch the storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. Yep. Um, I don't think this will be our last Torios episode. 
There's absolutely no way this is going to be our last Hori Amos episode. No, I think we'll definitely do some more. Um, so I think the overall takeaway I want people to have from this is the song itself is probably overlooked by a lot of people because it is a dance number. And the message in there, even though she has said some fucking bullshit things about vaginas, the message of it is really, really nice. And let's face it, like in the 90s, like homosexuality was not really widely accepted like it is now relatively, relatively so yeah. it's kind of ballsy to put out this song and just be like fuck you i'm putting out this dance number about eating pussy or in her case not eating pussy <laughs> <laughs> or talking about it but not actually going through yeah, with yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> have you ever uh discussed with your friends how to not eat pussy or how much you don't want to eat their pussy please send us an email Okay, on that note, um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at KillJoysPod. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are FKJPod. And if you want to send us an email and tell us about your favorite Tori Amos song or send us suggestions for more Tori Amos songs to do. Uh, we can literally talk about Tori Amos endlessly. We could make this like a 17-hour podcast yeah. episode, but I'm looking we're not at this going as, like, to. Cause... 20 minutes, and I'm like... That's actually pretty short for us. Yeah. <laughs> we are uh, killjoyspod at gmail. Yeah, if you have anything you want to suggest, any music you would like to hear us discuss, shit talk, make fun of, make jokes about, do whatever, we're happy to hear that. We've submitted some stuff for podcast festivals or events later in the year. We're not sure if they're going to happen. Who knows how things are going to go. Yeah. It could be fine in a few weeks. It could be not fine for a long time. So. Yeah, so tell your friends if they want to listen to a couple of gay nerds talk about music, listen to this, or gay nerds talk about Xena, listen to Warriors, Bards, and Bruce. Because <laughs> seriously, we have nothing else to fucking do. We're stuck in our house. We'll just do podcasts for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Basically. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Hopefully you come back next time.